Hey guys, if you are in Cincinnati, Ohio, this Friday and Saturday, the 26th and 27th, is the Brew Ha Ha Comedy Festival. You've heard Chad and I talk about it forever on this show. Some of the people we love the most, Mike Crone and Rand Barnaclo, who've both been on the show, will be there. A lot of other comics we've mentioned on here will be there. I will be there. It's outdoor comedy. It's beer vendors. It's free to attend. It's at Sawyer Point. Uh, check it out online. Brew ha ha. You guys have to go to it if you're anywhere close. Uh, we'll see you there. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello! Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening to the Patreon stuff if you do. And uh, thanks for, listen, I don't want to be weird, but thanks for being you. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, sweet chattels. I, uh, I, before we started the show, I saw this thing on the internet. It's a YouTube video and it's called... Mambo number honk, like okay, H O N K. Oh, that's okay. So honk, like honk. Yes, thank the you. The word you said, honk. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, thank you for that attitude. It's mambo number honk, like mambo number five, and it's just all too. There's no. It's just all too like honk, 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 honk. Sure. It's there are you can have one of two reactions to it either it's the funniest video or it makes you want to go on a shooting spree and i love it uh the the reaction in our house is very divided Sai thinks it's the greatest thing of all time and jenna jenna wants to kill me for even loading it onto my phone i think it's so great here's i don't think she hates the video yeah i on. think she hates the fact that you walk around 24 hours a day or whatever, crawl around, whatever you do to get places, and you're going, honk, 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 a little bit of honk in my life, a little bit of honk by my side. And she hates it. It's That's what it, she hates. There's not even lyrics. He never gives you a little no, bit of I anything. Know. It's like, then they'll <laughs> add in know. other horns, like, hop, hip, hop, ha, ha, chim, ha, ha, ha. It's so many horns honking. Yeah. And I, I, I just... So there's a lot of joy in Mambo Number Honk for me. Oh, good. Uh, you know, I, and I have a lot of joy. I went uh, with Isaac's girlfriend's parents. They have a wake surfing boat, which is 
it's a it's a special boat where you fill the back one of the corners with water you fill up a tank and then it sits in a certain direction so it causes a wave where you take it takes a rope to get up but once the wave is going you you can drop the rope and you can just surf yep okay and in order for the wave to be perfect the weight has to, I don't know if you've ever been on an airplane where they go, hey, we have too many, I mean, basically they're saying this, too many fat people on the right side of the plane, we're going to spin out of control. Let's get some we diabetics need, yeah. to the left or this we thing is going to yeah. tip into a mountain. Yeah, we need some volunteers and no one ever volunteers because they're like, well, God, now I'm going to have to move my lap, my extender lap belt over to the other side of the thing. It doesn't matter. The point is this. It's a lot I'm of work. Shaming. It is a lot of I'm work. I'm not shaming. I'm just saying it's exactly what happens. It's a lot so of anyways, work. anyways, so I'm, and I go, I'm the heaviest person on this boat. Where do I need to be for this to work perfectly? And Isaac's girlfriend's mom looked at me and said, you're exactly where you need to be. And I need to tell you something. I know she was talking about the boat, but God damn, that was some... <laughs> fortune cookie shit man i sat there and i didn't watch anybody surf i was just staring into the sky like i think you are exactly where you need to be it was like the nicest fucking thing anyone has said to me for a long time and i know it wasn't meant that way but i've started i've been telling people that i've been telling people like i was at the grocery store two days later and this lady was in my way with her cart and she goes oh i'm sorry excuse me i go you don't have to be sorry you're exactly where you need to be it feels amazing i might not have any chat in public moments anymore it was I, that's not true how but many times it. are you gonna that's yeah anyone come on we've heard we've heard that before but i like i know here here's here's exactly what's gonna happen someone's gonna be in my way with their cart and they're gonna go oh i'm sorry and i'm gonna go hey you're exactly where you need to be and then they're going to be in my way in the other aisle and be like, okay, fucking move. You were, you're supposed to be over there, remember? That's exactly where you're supposed to be, you dumb asshole. So I know it's going to happen. But man, oh man, when she said you're exactly where you need to be, it felt like a giant fucking hug from a fluffy blanket. It was really incredible. One of my favorite things about doing this show, other than getting to sh just share it with you, is... People from our lives, like when we talk to people in our lives, I get a lot of people who will just casually be like, ah, I kind of had a Chad moment. That's a phrase. That's a sure. phrase that people will tell me. Yeah, I've heard that too. And it's never good. It's never like, uh, oh man, uh, you hear about Eric, he pulled a Chad. He, he climbed up three stories and saved a baby from a burning building. It's never that. <laughs> it's always like... Uh, it's, it's always like, you hear about Eric? He was at this burning building and he just walked around yelling at people. Did you start the fire, you stupid bitch? I mean, stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's never, oh, I really pulled a Chad and I had a great relationship with my kids. It's more, you should have seen the way I undressed this worker at Caribou Coffee. Real Chad <laughs> moment for me. Yeah, yeah, all right, it's fine. Well, I have a question for you. Was was what that lady said to you the nicest thing anyone said to you recently? Because I feel like somebody else said something nice to you recently. Yeah, you did say something very nice. No, it's not me. Who was it? I don't. I feel like somebody reached out to you and had some meaningful words for you in the last couple of days. Oh no! 
I think you're trying to get me to think of a particular thing, and I'm never good with that. Well, I think, I think, I yeah, that's this is a bummer because, uh, you know, I felt like it was an impactful thing that somebody that maybe you thought was impressive said to you about something you're going through. Oh, shit! Oh, my God. I wasn't even thinking of that. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. So if you're listening right now, I don't know if you've ever watched. The only two times I've ever been late to comedy is when I was watching uh, Mike Tyson's greatest punch-outs. Yeah. And so there's this guy, Butterbean, who took the fight just for the payday, and he got knocked out in, I mean, it was under under 90 seconds. And he's historically, if you're not familiar, he is most famous for being a gigantic overweight boxer. He is a monster of a human man. Yeah. So I wake up yesterday morning and I have a text from Cy and I assume it's like, uh, you know, hey, when are we doing the show? Whatever. Here, here's my list. And it's a video of someone that I don't, it's, it's the thumbnail. So I don't really know what's happening. So I assumed, cause it was a, um, you know, a bigger bald guy. I assumed it was like, Hey, found a picture of you in five years or something <laughs> like that. And I hit play and it's just like, Hey, Chad Butterbean here. I, uh, I heard Olivia's going off to school and man, loneliness can really pack a punch. Trust me. I know. Like all that shit. It was a cameo from Butterbean. I couldn't believe it. I was laughing so hard to the point where I was making my bed shake from laughing to where Poe was like, I've had enough of this fucking vibrating mattress. And he got up and jumped off the mattress because he's like, I don't like this. I'm going to get seasick. It was so funny. We should probably play the whole thing. I didn't want to ruin the whole thing, but it was so classic. And then uh, at the end, it's very funny because he tried to say something but paused it, like chopped it up wrong. But it was very funny because how would anyone know that, you know, hasn't heard it? But it was, man, oh, man, what a a classic move. Hey, Chad Butterbean here. I know it's going to be tough watching Olivia go to college. Emotions can pack a real punch. Trust me, I know. And you're gonna you're gonna feel very lonely. Trust me, brother. It's gonna be all right. You're a powerful man who can overcome anything if you put your mind to it. You'll just you'll just have to cope with it, live with it, and it'll make your family stronger. Stay strong, brother, and remember, come around downtown. Now, brother, come around. Come around downtown. Now, brother, come around. It's so good. It's it's almost it, making yeah. me want to change it to that. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost uh, intimidating because he's like, come around downtown now, brother. Like, no waiting. You will come around downtown right now. I will yeah, tell was... you, Butterbean decides when you come around downtown. Yeah, man, when you when you said somebody has sent you something nice, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Because I, I just don't think of Butterbean sending me nice things. But yeah, man, you sending me that cameo was so, so funny. Cameo, what a great way to start the day. Cameo is the best. There is no better sort. I think some people think it's just this, like, it's so gross and or sad. or I, I think it is this pure. And maybe Mambo Number Honk has my brain in this different place where I'm... Sure finding joy in places where maybe I previously would have found cynicism. 
but uh, I, the world is so amazing. Like when we were kids, imagine if somebody's like, someday there's going to be a lot of celebrities on the internet and you can just have them message. You can, you have to pay them. It's not cheap, but you can have them message anybody. I, this is, I did. What's the internet, dad? I got myself a cameo for my birthday. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because I thought it would be. And then what my, my present to myself is, I should clarify that because it makes me sound insane. And I don't know that clarifying is going to help. <laughs> yeah. Anytime you say clarify, I go, oh, he's going to throw gasoline on the fire. I'll just sit here. My gift to myself wasn't the cameo to myself. It was my ability to send the cameo to other people on my birthday sure. that was sent to me. So sure. I hired, and we've talked about this person on the show recently. I hired the actor who played Mr. Feeney. Yeah, also the voice of the car on Knight Rider. Kit, yep. So I hired Kit Feeney to... Wish me a happy birthday and say that he always thought I was a better match for Topanga than Corey. Uh, which, oh, great. And then I just sent that to some family and friends. I was like, look, at this is what I got for my birthday. I didn't tell anybody it was from me. but That's so funny. It was... So I have uh, so, uh, just a whole bunch of stuff to tie this up. First of all, John and Nicole, fans of the show, fans of comedy, just good people in general, bought, brought me an I Love Topanga shirt to a show in California. Secondly, I was working with Sean Patton. Sean Patton just told me a story about a cameo, how he has this friend who's Middle Eastern and Hispanic. And he would always, anytime he would leave a situation, he'd go, stay black, you guys. And no one really knew if it was racist because it's like, well, but he's not white. What the fuck? So it was very confusing. But they had one friend that hated it the most because he was very, very liberal. And he was just like, you know what? I don't think you can say that because you're not black. You're like other things, but not black. And then um, so for this guy's birthday, the liberal guy. Yeah. They sent him a cameo. The guy that's Middle Eastern and Hispanic sent the liberal guy a cameo from that professor that got in trouble for pretending she was black her whole life. The Rachel Dolezal little girl? Yeah, something, yes. And then, Was she and a then, professor? I think so. That can't be right. Keep going. Oh, maybe maybe it's not right, but they, they had her send it to him and, and said, stay black. The lady that pretended she was black. Holy so he, shit. I guess, Did he that guy just... I guess he didn't talk to these guys for two years or something. I was just going to say, that guy had to have just like gone, well, I'm off to vote. And then you just don't see him <laughs> yeah. for years. <laughs> Sean Patton also, so just to, just to bring everything around, T-shirts, Sean Patton. He went to Rage Against the Machine at Madison Square Garden. So we worked together in California. Then he flew to New York to go to Rage Against the Machine. And by the way, if you don't know Sean Patton, fucking get to know him. Yeah. He's so incredibly funny. I watched him whip Unbelievable. a whip a crowd of 40 people into a goddamn frenzy one night. It was crazy. And so, so he goes to Rage Against the Machine. Then he comes back to the cabin to do a local show, Battle Lake, Stella's plug. And he has a Rage Against the Machine t-shirt for me. 
Now, I'll tell you something. I love Rage Against the Machine, mm -hmm. and I love this T-shirt. Yeah. But I also wear New Balance shoes. So I look like the machine I'm raging against is a CPAP or some shit. I mean, people look at me. They, they look at my hat and my shirt, and they go, oh, this guy looks. And they get to my shoes. They're like, oh, never mind. That's fine. Yeah. You get older as we scan towards the floor. Oh, yeah. There's no shit. There's like knee pads beneath your khakis or knee braces <laughs> beneath your khakis. Yeah, it's uh, I'm a big shirt guy. I'm a big free shirt guy. You know me. I mm -hmm. I'm a big merch guy. Um, yeah. But so I, if anybody gifts me, my love language is giving, give me things. Give me things. I like things. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Jenna got me... My birthday, which was last week, Jenna got me two gifts. I, I didn't. I didn't wish you happy birthday. I'm very aware of that. I don't feel great about this. You shouldn't, and that's why I'm bringing it up on the show. Uh, because one of us forgets the other one's birthday, and the other one has a boxing hero wish them the strength to get through the toughest moment of their life. And uh, yeah. Oh goddamn. And so. <laughs> This is rough. I'm just going to be over here in the corner. So Jenna got me two gifts. And one of them, I was, it was a meat thermometer. And I'm really, okay. I'm really enthused about the meat thermometer for two reasons. One, I, uh, we, we, Jenna, I don't know, she's like, a, if she uses something, it's just kind of gone for a few days. So we both use our little mm -hmm. meat thermometer. It's one of the old school ones. And when I use it, then she can use it. And when she uses it, we have to form a search party and yeah. you know, you're like, Oh, how did it get to the garage? It's, I don't <laughs> understand it. We don't even have a grill out there, but so she got me my own meat thermometer and she got me one of the like really nice electric or what am I? Oh, it's an electric reader. It's got batteries. It's sure. got a screen how, on it that it says it's digital, far, digital yeah. meat thermometer. How far has it been? into your urethra uh how long do you think my urethra is um according to the wedding picture <laughs> you have a long skinny urethra all the way <laughs> the other reason i'm psyched about it is i have a constant worry that i'm going to eat undercooked food and get sick which is of course you know that's really a healthy thing that i carry around with me uh but so, but that was that was such an old man gift. You're like, hey, you're an old loser now. Here's a meat thermometer. So she did balance right. it out by getting me a uh, a Cool Runnings. When I was at the Trader World's flea market, I got mm -hmm. the John Candy in Cool Runnings little figurine. Nice. And I kind of felt bad. I was like, I don't. I feel like I should buy the 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 sledders, not the coach. And right. then she bought one of the sledders, which is a child's toy. So I got a, an old man's toy <laughs> yeah. and a child's toy for my birthday. If somebody came in your house and saw both of those things next to each other, they go, here's a man that loves to grill and fuck children. <laughs> it's very... It look. I'm sure if she had friends with her when she was wrapping them up, they'd be like, "Hey, you're really trying hard to turn him into somebody more impressive, aren't you?" You're like, "You have to get me the toy because that's what I want." But she's like, "But what if? What if there was some adult shit on his birthday too?" 
<laughs> and she's just looking around at her friends like, well, listen, if I get him this meat thermometer, he's just going to tell me how hot Kevin's shits are. <laughs> because he is a child. <laughs> Who shits? Fring, frong, fring, frong. Bonk, honk, honk, honk. Honk, hank, hank, honk. Hank, honk the frong. My sister came to the cabin yeah. with my niece and the Wiener High Five twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, there's a book. There's a book on my kitchen counter. And my sister goes, oh, I've read that. And I go, oh, cool. I go, uh, would you get like the library or something? She goes, oh, no, no, no. Um, on Audible. I, I just listened to it. And I go, oh, that's interesting because you just just a second ago told me that you read the book. And she goes, well, same thing. Well, the fuck it is. There is no way it's the same thing. It's you're you're telling people that you have the ability to read when really you have the ability to push play in your car while you're driving. It's not even close. It's like when when Dave Huntsberger and I, friend of the show, ran the uh, San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. And then oh, I didn't know people it was found a rock and roll marathon. It was a it was a rock and roll marathon, dude. What? I mean, it wasn't until Dave and I showed up. What do you? <laughs> Yeah, I quit the show. What do you, uh, what do you, what made it rock and roll? What was that? I think just the music. I think the music that wasn't country. Oh, cool. Is it, is is country big at the marathon, in the marathon scene? I'm not sure. Maybe Nashville. I just know that the rock and roll marathon is like, there's music every five miles or something. There's a live band. Oh, that's interesting because when there's a live band outside, you hear them from a distance. So you're running towards the band. That's probably, you know, probably could be awful, but also a motivator. You're like, I got to get the fuck away from this band. Yeah. Anytime it's like, uh, you know, you'd hear them start a song that you're not, that just doesn't jive with how you're running. Like, Jenny says, turn off the radio. And you're like, well, I don't want to run to that. But you have to because they're on the course, but they're still a mile ahead. So then it would help you pace it a little bit more. But after we ran this marathon, people would come up to us and go, oh, I ran a marathon, too. And we're like, oh, what was your time? And they're like, two hours and 20 minutes. You're like, holy shit. Are you a record holder? Did you qualify for the Boston Marathon? They're like, well, it was a half marathon. It's like, no, 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 no. You didn't run a marathon, you motherfucker. You ran a half marathon. You have to be specific. You didn't read the book. You listen to the book. Hey, man, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's uh, Fourth of July is hard for me because I spent uh, I spent two years in Iraq, so I was over there, and uh, and then you just find out they just play Call of Duty a lot. And it's like that's not the same thing, you dickwads. So I love my sister, but when she says, "Oh, hey, I read that book," it's like actually I spent time. I spent my evenings. I didn't watch TV. I spent my evenings reading with my eyeballs and my brain. So please don't tell me you read this book when you didn't read it at Stolen Valor all the way across the board from from listening to books to running half marathons to playing Call of Duty, Stolen Valor. You know, I don't know if I love, uh, as someone who is an avid reader listener, I don't know that I love being so tightly tied to somebody who lied about military service. Um it's exactly the same thing. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if 
So do you, what do you think makes it, are you saying because, what do you think makes it harder? Do you, do you, are you saying because when you listen, you can do other things and multitask? Do you, are you t do you think it's the focus of reading that you, do you think it's the physical action of using your pause to do it? What, what, what gives you this elitist book doing, attitude? You're doing the reading, whereas someone else is reading to you. It's like, it's like going, oh my God, I made the greatest, it's like uh, Ted Alexandro's amazing bit about Thanksgiving where his mom would come out and be like, so you guys, I have a 12 course meal and all the sides, all the fixings, three turkeys. And then you find out she got it from Boston market. You can't do that. You can't say you've done all the cooking, but then really you just went to a store and got it. That's the equivalent. That's probably a, a, a much closer equivalent to reading versus having someone read it to you than the Call of Duty aspect. I take that back. But it's still you're doing something or someone else is doing it for you, right? It's like, let, let, let's say you told Mike Cronin, friend of the show, okay. that you raked your yard. Okay. Right? And we know... That you sat out there and watched Jenna rake your yard. I mean, I helped her rake the yard by being like, hey, the leaves are in that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. So I don't I don't think that's probably the least accurate comparison of the bunch, in my opinion. That's the one that swings and misses. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I Maybe I should get into reading. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe I should get into book listening. Is that a thing I should get into? No. He, I mean, listen, listen, if you listen to books, great. I have no problem with listening to books. My sister has a full-time job and three children that are constantly fucking moving. So I understand her taking a little time for herself on her drive home without her children to listen to entertainment, something that's really good, like a book. The book that she was listening to that she brought up is a great book. Okay. But but just don't tell me you read it. Just go, oh yeah, I listened to that book. Or I know that book. Just don't tell me you read it because that's fake shit. I'm, you know, I, I just know I'm, I'm starting to think about hobbies. Because if Jen and I don't have children, I've seen what my dad, who has so many children in theory... <laughs> I've seen what's happened to him in his older years where he's like, I make knives now and I'm thinking about starting a wine company. And hey, you know, I grow mush. He, he grew his, he likes to forage for mushrooms. So this year sure. he grew his own mushrooms. He like, he like, oh. he took a, a log and he put the shit on there. He's like, this is, I made it. So this log will now grow the mushrooms I want to eat. And I'm very curious to see what happens with you, with the kids. I think you have your career, but I'm curious to see what sort of hobbies, you know, come come across your, you know, life in the next few years. And I'm worried. Sure. I don't know. I'm just worried that if I don't, it's already so hard if you don't have kids to maintain normalcy. Like you have, yeah. I think you have to give your time in a way that, keeps you really grounded to other human beings. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just worried if we don't have kids, somebody will come over to my house one day and I'll just have dolls set up 
everywhere like a courthouse <laughs> waiting for Jenna to get here. And we're like, the defendant has arrived. I just, I'm worried that I'm not social enough to stay not insane, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that, too, because I'm thinking about moving out to the lake full time. And in the winter, it's very dark. Oh, you can't do that. Quiet. That's the shining. You can't do that. You, you, can't, you can't live out at that lake house in the wintertime by yourself. I mean, I might, though. So I, we'll I, see. But, I, but you shouldn't. <laughs> what, if I, uh, what if I just show up to comedy after that? And I'm just like, you guys ever, uh, you guys ever feel like bugs are crawling on you? <laughs> you feel like bugs are crawling on you and you can't get them off. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of shit I'm going to write from now on. Just by yourself, every every one of your bits is just basically sounds like a, 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 an upsetting book you're writing. <laughs> well, my sister could listen to it. Jenna got in a uh, a car accident. I haven't told you this yet. Oh, is she okay? Yeah, she's fine. Um, That's good. She was able to call me after the car. So she gets in a car accident. Uh, we take this little like back road to a grocery store by our house because it's you know, in theory, it seems like a safer, easier little route. Uh, sure. Turns out not. So she's at a stop sign. And. She's sitting dead stopped at the stop sign, and it's a T intersection, okay? Okay. And So she can go right or left she, only. Yep, and somebody is coming from the right, and they are going to turn down, past, so they have to go around her to yep. take a left. It's about a, I think it's, it's like a really low speed limit road. It might be like 25, you know? Okay. And... Yep. Uh, the cops believe the woman was going 35 to 40 miles per hour, cut the turn at that speed, and just ran right into the front of Jenna's car. Are you fucking for real? I am very for real. I never get those kinds of accidents when the, when the target isn't moving, and then they, they just get hit. They're just sitting there, and then someone moving doesn't see a giant car and hits them. That's insane to me. It's, she was, Jenna was honking the horn as the woman hit her, and her airbag exploded and flung her hand back at her. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and so she, so first of all, this should come as no surprise to you, big white woman in a big SUV. Right. Middle aged, yeah, big middle aged white lady on her phone or t yapping at one of her kids probably drives that direction all the time. And it was like, this yeah. is how fast I take this whammo and just drills in. Do you think she didn't hear the horn because it was I, I did switch her car horn out to Mambo number honk. Oh, good. Good for you. Yeah, she, um, she yeah. was actually dancing. She was just in her car. One, <laughs> two, three, four, smash. And so the she gets in this accident and she calls me. And I, I'm on the phone with Mike Cronin. And uh, well, she sends me a text first. Like I was in an accident. And uh, I just I, I tried to say Jenna was in an accident. I got to go. 
but I read her text to Cronin and then just hung up. So I said, I was in an accident and I hung up on him. So I've already done something very not kind on accident to Mike Cronin because then sure. I'm, I'm not communicative for hours. So that's the world that our friend Mike is living in. And then I drove at a, at, within the confines mostly of the law, but she told me where the accident is. So now I'm racing to the scene of the accident because I'm like, well, if Jen is hurt, what am I going to do? What am I going <laughs> to live in Cincinnati by myself? There's no way I'm gonna, that's going to go well. And so I get there, they're loading her into the ambulance and driving off as I, sh I show up. Whoa. And so I'm talking to the cop and I, the woman, so the cop comes over to me allegedly and he says, <laughs> smart, he Good goes, idea. he goes, well, you know, I talked to the other woman and she was saying, well, this happened, this happened, this happened. And then I talked to your wife and I realized, oh, that's the truth. So basically, the other woman was like, I didn't even see, I wasn't speeding, you know, some load of bullshit. Of course. And her car is like messed up. And the SUV, of course, is not hurt. The big white woman and the big white SUV are just fine. And they're, yeah. they're parked down the street a little bit. So now, but there's kind of like a barrier. And she's not really looking at me, but I think she knows who I am. And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like pacing at the barrier a little bit. I assume, you remember on trash TV shows like on Montel, where they have a husband and a wife out there, and like, James has a secret to tell you, Stacy, and she thinks it's something good, and he's like, hey, I've been sleeping with your mom for four years. And then they're like, and let's bring out Stacy's mom. And then, you know, Stacy gets up and gets that to pace to her, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the pace I had. Stacy's mom has got it going on. She does have it going on. And I do love I my favorite thing about Montel is when he they they'd always just come to a crescendo and then he'd slowly turn to a side camera and go, "We'll be right back." Yeah. It it was my favorite thing in the world. So so you are Side note. You are pacing. Yeah. Go I ahead. Uh, you I got a gr I got a smoker grill and so I've been watching YouTube videos to learn how to use it. And there's yeah. there is the world of men who run YouTube channels to teach you how to use smokers is so great. <laughs> yeah. All these big hosses with their with their wraparound sunglasses and oh, that's a good piece of meat right there. Look at that. Oh my! Look when you flip that piece right there. Look at oh, God carved this. God carved this piece of pork. In, uh, it's just like. I have you ever yeah yeah they're so good and have you ever gotten one of them where they take it too far where they're too manly and they're like first step for these ribs you're gonna want to field dress the animal after you shoot it with an arrow it through its heart because that's gonna be it's not gonna bleed out as much and that's gonna be the best cut of meat and you're like I just want to smoke ribs that I bought at the store like a dad mom so can you stop first step with these ribs we're gonna carve one of them out as a tribute to the creation of Eve and <laughs> yeah. the beginning of the human race. Uh, that is the reason we're here today on Kent's BBQ Paradise. Uh, thank you, Eve. Let's, uh, let's throw away the ceremonious rib. 
the reason I brought it up is because there's this guy that I was watching his video and I just I love it so much because I think his catchphrase is stick around because his videos oh, chopped so it's like great. a 10 minute video but it's like he'll go now we're gonna put the rub on and then when he puts the rub on he, when before he goes to the next segment he's like stick around he says stick <laughs> it's like somebody told him hey man you're gonna have 15 commercial breaks in this thing so he goes stick around every minute and a half and then it's just still him <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I love I love the idea of him telling all his buddies about it. And he goes, I'm going to say stick around. But if I say it right, hey, stick around. It's going to sound like get her done. It's going to be very good. It's going to be very close to that. He's just sounding goes. And afterwards, uh, after you learn how to uh, slow cook a pork belly, you can head over to our merch shop and get any of our stick around shirts. The... Uh, so the I stalked you're pacing. I stalked you're, you're pacing the back and forth, yeah. And I'm not but I'm not like you know, I'm I am worried about Jenna, so I'm gonna have to follow the ambulance to the hospital. Uh but pa- part of me wants to go, What are you you how how what are you doing? Like I wanna I I like resolution. So uh and you know, I'm I don't know, there's something about there's something I think you can get if somebody hits you like Jenna's dad got hit. Uh, he was coming down here. He got in a car accident. He was at a gas pump, and like a really, oh wow, a really old man was coming towards him, like into the thing. And Dave was looking at him, and he goes, he was like, I saw him. We made eye contact, and Dave like out loud was like, stop. And the guy just slowly drove right into his car while oh, staring man. at him. And that sucks, but it's also, you're like, ah, oh, that's, that's a real bummer. He's old, you know. You have a little bit of, some people don't. They're like, get off the road, you old fucking dick. But, you know, it's, I think she got hit by, like, some big rich lady in a $70,000 SUV that then said it wasn't her fault. That's an extra level of, you suck. You're not... I don't like you. Yeah. In her defense, first of all, let's go to the old man. I never say you're old, you suck, get off the road. But I do wonder, I was promised by the government that COVID was going to do its job. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to use the phrase do its job. That's what I was promised. And so it hasn't really happened. It's a lot to take in. It hasn't really happened that way. But uh, going to this lady, in her defense, she probably has that hockey mom shaved up the back of her hair and then a little mud flap over one eye yeah like it's, it's a little longer and it's on like her side. hair is black but somehow it's also very blonde yeah and so she couldn't it's hard to see when you're making a left when you have the mud flap over your left eye it's tough to see exactly what's happening so in her defense i would say that's probably also part of it that's fair so I go, I have, I go to the hospital and I get in there and, you know, she was in, she's fine, but she was in pretty bad shock and her, sure. her hand was pretty screwed up. And, uh, so I had called her dad and her mom and I didn't get a hold of her dad. And then I think her dad at that moment, he hadn't, he didn't quite understand 
what had happened yet. So he tried to FaceTime and we missed it. And that's where it should have ended. But my thing was yeah. like, I was like, oh, well, let's call him back. And so I FaceTimed him. I should have known better than that. I FaceTimed him back and he was at a concert. So now we're in the emergency room with Jenna in a hospital bed, FaceTiming her dad and his friends at a concert. And he was very concerned when he realized what was happening. But he was also like, he's like, hey, Tim and Robin are here too. Like it was very, uh, so we had a FaceTime. And uh, I would say the three notable moments were the moment we got in our room I heard the person in the room next to us go, so how long have you been positive for COVID? And I was like, fucking A, of course, of course. Oh, how about, wow. why don't we, you know, why don't we bring, why don't we bring, you know, big rich uh, mop flop lady, why don't we haul her over here and she can hang out in the COVID room. And mm -hmm. uh, that she can be the defender. You, she gets this room, she... I don't even know what I'm saying. I just don't, I don't even know why I had to bring her back into it. But immediately I'm like, damn it. Was, we shouldn't be here in the first place. And now we're next to somebody who has enough COVID that they're in the emergency room. Yeah, that, that's the big one. So, uh, and then I am also very nervous because what if Jenna dies? I don't even, Kevin can't take care of me. And so I, <laughs> I had like my, I think your body, you don't, you know, when you're like worried or you're taking care of something, you're not really hungry or thirsty, you don't pay attention to your body as much. And finally, after a couple of the doctors had been through and, or the, the nurses had been through and we were waiting for the doctor, finally my body just, just drilled a nervous fart, just like, <laughs> just ripped one. And immediately Jen and I were like, oh no. And I was like, I'm going to open the door and go walk around for like a week and then I'll be back. I go to open the door and it was like a scene from a movie. I open the door and I am face to face with the doctor who just walks into this room. And there's no there's no world where you're like, I don't know, maybe he won't smell it. He's smelling it. And so yeah. I just kept the whole time just whatever he'd say, I'd go, she's so nervous. She's so, she's so nervous is how nervous she is. And then at the end, uh, her hand hurt so bad. and but, sure. but it wasn't broken. And I was like, hey, can we get some pain pills of some sort? Like, we well, could take Tylenol or ibuprofen. I was like, yeah, she feels like somebody is stabbing a hole into her hand. Can, can we just, just get a couple of some sort of like whatever you guys give? Like, we, say, we don't really do that. Bone's got to be broken. I go, what if she has a, what if the ligament, what if there's severe damage in there? And yeah, it's like you don't, so you don't have any medication for stigmata. You have, you have broken bone meds and you have ligament meds, but no stigmata meds. Get out of here. You have to have stigmata meds. Every hospital should have them. He got so condescending with my desire to get my wife. I was like two pain pills for like she was really struggling. And he's like, we don't do we don't do that. You have to have like he basically started kind of making me feel bad for requesting. Don't you understand the opioid crisis? Like that's the that's what he's giving off. And I actually right. agree with him. The opioid crisis is horrific in this country. The way they prescribe those meds. I understand all that. But I don't think I need to hear it from him because he wasn't 29. Right. If you're in your 50s, like six years ago, you're like, would you stub your toe? 
here's all the stuff. Like here's every, here's a, the biggest, I've the biggest amount of pills anyone could ever ask for. So I don't, I don't, I just felt like, I thought that was a little silly to have somebody condescend you so much for asking for meds when you're like, we don't do that. Well, you fucking did like not that long ago before people made a couple documentaries. Yeah, you think that I, I made a plan where I was like, hey, I'm going to be stopped at this stop sign. I'm going to hire Flop Mop because she has a car that won't get injured in this accident. And then I'm just going to have her hit me and come to the hospital. And that's the plan I have for getting these drugs. Yeah. So that's all, that's all that's going on in my life. <laughs> Happy birthday.
Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.